0: Post your free job on linkedin.com recommend today. Welcome back to a Sunday edition of Through the Smoke. David Lake joined by Gabby Urrutia and after the 45-3 loss to Florida State, didn't get to... Talk much recruiting uh, with that game because Gabby was still waiting on recruits to file out. Uh, Miami was definitely putting in the work late, chopping it up with the recruits. Uh, Gabby, what time did you get out of there? Uh, you know, after waiting a while for recruits, do you remember the time?
1: Yeah, I mean, you 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 met me up. I mean, we usually have to like finish up around the same time. I mean, you met me up. I was probably there another hour. At least I don't think I got in my One-ish. car until like, yeah, until like 1 a.m. Like I didn't pull out of the stadium. I think it was like 108 or something like that a.m. that I left the stadium. And they were they were they were up there with like that core group of guys for for a while. I think Mario Cristobal probably spent close to half an hour, 45 minutes, you know, up in there, maybe longer, uh, you know, after he kind of finished up all his post game responsibilities. So they were there was definitely a lot of conversations going on up there and they definitely spent a good amount of time.
0: So we want to talk about just the recruiting aspect of the Miami-Florida State game. I also think, too, in some ways it's good to get away from the emotion of that loss and discuss recruiting because really it's two separate deals. Um, Yes. You talked about the core group of guys that were there till maybe one in the morning or so. Who, Who would those core group of guys be?
1: Yeah, it was it was Samson and Lola, the, the five-star offensive lineman that that made it down. Um, so he he was up there till the very end. He was walking down with the IMG guys. So that's uh, you know, Francis Mawagoa, Jaden Wayne, Riley Williams, Antonio Tripp, uh, Jackson Carver was there till the very end hanging out with all the guys. Um, you know, and then some of the 2024 guys that they're with David Stone, Jared Gibson, uh, Ernest Willer, who are three, you know, elite juniors at IMG Academy. Uh, so and even like you know Brandon Ennis, uh, you know the Ohio State commit Mark Fletcher, you know other Ohio State commit both guys out of Plantation American Heritage. They weren't there to the very very end the way those guys were, but I mean they were amongst the last uh, you know like prospects to to leave the that recruiting tent post game. They were there for quite some time as well. So definitely spent plenty of time around the staff. It's not like they just kind of you know got up and out of there when things got ugly. They they definitely stuck it through and uh, you know even after the game kind of hung out and made it worth their while.
0: So there's lots of guys to maybe touch on, but I think we do need to start with Samson. Uh, Made the trip down unofficial, right? Because he's already taken his official to Miami. Um, You know, I guess just what do you want to, what do you want to share about Samson and, and maybe the vibes with Miami right now?
1: Yeah, no, I mean, I think it's a really big deal that they got him back down. I mean, I think that was kind of always the plan or always the hope. Uh, this was kind of a good weekend for him in terms of how his schedule cracked down. I mean, this was something that's been in the works for a while, you know, David, we got kind of with that. He was going to make it down. Maybe it was Wednesday, you know, early Wednesday afternoon uh, that Samson was coming and, you know, was kind of waiting and see mode. Does he actually make it in? He did, um, you know, and again, I think him just coming back for that unofficial visit, he's, You know, he's a guy that hasn't taken many visits or at least hasn't publicly taken many visits, uh, you know, since things wrapped up in the summer with those three OVs. Um, You know, it sounds like, you know, he's still kind of weighing his options. But again, I think you kind of see where things are trending in that recruitment with Miami being the 24-7 sports crystal ball favorites and kind of getting back down, spending a couple of days down in South Florida. Um, you know, ahead of you know, really this final stretch, right? I mean, this is this is kind of like the final stretch. Where we're just a touch over six weeks until early signing period, and you know, Miami's still feeling really good there. You know, again, I, I've noted on on the site. I mean, Samson's taking a very business like approach to this recruitment. I mean, as a native of Massachusetts, he can already start making nil money. He has his pancake concho brand. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if some sort of top group of schools comes out, you know, five schools. And, you know, from what I understand, that's something he might do, you know, rally some fan bases around to buy some of his gear. Uh, But, you know, I think Miami feels really, really good about where they're at. Again, the city of Miami uh, meets opportunity on the field. I think that was pretty evident uh, on Saturday against Florida State that they can definitely use some help up front. So, you know, I think Miami's, you know, they're they're kind of chopping wood there. They feel good about you know, what they've done to this point, what they have to offer both on and off the field. So, you know, Samson, low, it's going to be a waiting game. I mean, there's no imminent commitment coming. This is going to go down to the wire. So anything can happen in these high-profile recruitments. Um, we've seen that time and time again. But, you know, as things stand, you know, here early November, uh, you know, I, I, I don't have a crystal ball in for Miami, but if I did have one in, if I did have to put one in right now, you know, I, it would probably be on the Hurricanes, despite, you know, a poor showing.
0: And the other players, I guess, in this recruitment would be Florida and Ohio yeah. State. Are there any others that you know as well, or is it mainly those three? You think Miami, Florida, yeah. Ohio State?
1: Yeah, uh, I think I mean Ohio State's definitely in there. Maybe won't can't rule out uh, like Michigan State completely. Maybe a little bit, you know, kind of closer to home. I'm not sure. Again, he has uh, two more official visits to use. Ohio State might get one of those. I mean, there's one more, and that can kind of, that can kind of be the wild part. Of this Florida get that. Uh, fifth official visit. Uh, you know, I think that that's going to be interesting to see how he utilizes that when I expect them to take it. But, uh, yeah, I think Ohio state and Florida could be two others that haven't already gotten official visits that
0: that potentially could. Mentioned Brendan Ennis was there, um, just popping in local guy, of course, committed to Ohio state, um, for now, still firm with that commitment. Um, but it is a sign that he did decide to come down for the game. Um, you have an article up right now on Inside the yeah. U where you have some good quotes from Brandon on the situation with Miami. What's your feel for, you know, Brandon and Miami? And and is there a, a slight crack there for Miami to kind of get the door open and, and really make a strong push maybe in December?
1: Yeah, I think uh, prior to 7.45 p.m. on Saturday, there was a crack. Um, I mean, I, I don't think that this performance helped their chances at all. I mean, you you put up three points against Florida State uh, with an Ohio State commit. You're trying to flip. I mean, Ohio State's always going to be one of those offenses that are wide receiver friendly that aren't really going to struggle. Um, you know, they do a good job of, of getting high profile arms in there. And, you know, they Brian Day is one of the greatest offensive minds in 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 the sport. So. You know, I don't think Miami did themselves any favors on Saturday with that performance. But again, I mean, the crazier things have happened. I mean, they got poor McLean's commitment after a terrible Duke loss. So, you know, I think Miami's going to continue to chip away. But, you know, I do think he kind of watched this offense performance. And, you know, one of the things he said, you know, what he said is just like, I'm not sure how this gets fixed. Like, I don't know. Like, he's like, this has a prospect. Like, I'm watching this game and I'm not sure where, like, like what, what you kind of start with in order to, right. to fix this situation. And so... I think that, you know, it's just maybe not the, I, I, again, just my feel for it is for in in his perspective is, you know, I think this is maybe just too soon. I think it would kind of be, you know, gambling a lot to potentially, you know, move off of Ohio state, which is kind of a sure thing, or as sure of a thing that you can kind of find in college football versus Miami where it's just like, I mean, am I like, I I don't know how fully convinced he is that this hurricane's offense is going to, is going to suddenly just kind of, you know, on a dime, just kind of pivot and, and become more explosive. So, I mean, I don't blame him for feeling that way. I don't think you can blame anyone for watching what happened on Saturday and, you know, not being, you know, very, you know, taken back by, uh, you know, everything that they saw.
0: Where else do you want to take this? Lots of other guys visited. Yeah. Uh, who else you want to touch on?
1: Yeah. I mean, there's a lot, man. I mean, I, I, I just maybe just kind of filter in here with, you know, this was, I haven't been doing this a long time, but this was one of the most impressive showing of recruits at a Miami Hurricanes football game that that I've seen. I mean, it was just an insane crop of guys. I guess we can go to his teammate, Mark, Mark Fletcher, another Ohio state commit kind of a, a headliner on here. Um, again, another one where, you know, I feel like coming into the, in coming into it, you know, just a situation. I felt like Miami kind of had some juice in that Mark Fletcher recruitment. I think it's a big deal that he kind of came in, but again, I don't know if Miami did themselves any favors here with this performance. I mean, again, I think you bring all these guys in, you, you, invite recruits coast to coast to come to, to come watch you guys play, you know, your in-state rival game that hope you hope is competitive. And, um, you know, you have a performance like this. I mean, it's, it's just not, it's not the strongest selling point. And, uh, you know, I'm not saying that it affected a lot of recruitments, but you know, I I was just kind of trading messages with some people today and, you know, maybe, maybe this committed class is very firm saying all the right things, but I think if you're one of these prospects, that's not committed to Miami or committed elsewhere and considering flipping you know this 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 was not what you wanted to see. This is not this was not a performance that uh, you know sells guys on the vision of Miami or the program. Um, you know there there were a couple of different guys there. You know just moving off of Mark Fletcher, uh, Jakeen Jackson, the Florida commit, top two four seven um, defensive back. I think number eleven corner in the nation. Uh, you know from us here at twenty four seven Sports. Um, you know just kind of feeling some stuff around. You know they feel like maybe the performance maybe hurt them any more than anything else. They don't feel like anything they did off the field, uh, you know, has impacted their chances in that recruitment. But they do think that, you know, potentially what happened on Saturday could be, could play a factor and could potentially hinder them as they, you know, they were hoping to flip that Florida commitment. You know, he's someone that they're really, really high on. They got him to come down all those types of things. So, I mean, that's, that's something that, you know, I'm not sure worked out super well, or maybe again, just right now, maybe it's more of an uphill climb. Uh, you know I'll go to Micah Mays you know Wake Forest commit I mean I was talking to him before the game and it's kind of like hey man are you here are you not here do you want this out there or not he's like honestly man I'm cool you know people know I'm here whatever so you know again I, I kind of reached out to him today and was like hey man you know just how are you thinking like what are you thinking how are you feeling he goes you know I don't really got much to say you know there's not really much to say I mean again guys like that yeah. where you know you could potentially flip someone from Wake Forest a kid that's local that I think is a really good prospect and You know, again, an underwhelming performance where you're just not, it just didn't happen on the field. And again, I know that maybe they're trying to separate what's going on here. They're selling, you know, we need you guys to come fix that. And that's fine. And I think they're doing a really, really good job of of hammering that point to the guys that have already made the decisions to be there. But when you're looking at some of these other pieces that they need, these finishing touches that they want to put onto these classes, I still feel like, you know, they're putting themselves in a predicament on the field where there it, it's going to be harder it's not going to be as simple as it was getting these guys on board in the summer um you know the Cormani McLean deal where they've been recruiting them for two years or anything like that some of these guys that they're trying to work on now uh trying to pull some late stunners with or you know trying to create some late momentum with i mean i, I feel like it's 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 like anything else in recruiting you're looking at you know a team like miami and you know they're not putting up numbers offensively they kind of get blown out in a nationally televised game I mean, again, these kids want to play at programs that are doing things well and are performing at a high level. And, you know, I'm not sure how much Miami helped themselves.
0: Right. Uh, what about Damari Brown, the yeah. official visitor, one of the official visitors, I guess, right. on the weekend? What's uh, what's kind of the, the thinking there?
1: Yeah, no, I mean, I think, again, uh, you know, he's wrapping up. I think he wrapped up his official visit um tonight at some point from what I understand they were just like you know he was being just like you know he was kind of finishing that up later on today um I didn't get to catch up with him after the game but I just think the overall feeling is you know again you're just kind of chopping wood like you're just kind of like you know they feel they felt really really good about that recruitment kind of going in does that performance potentially hurt them I mean again one of the schools he is strongly considering is Florida State um you know, I I do think that Miami's just done a really good job up to this point of recruiting him again, the kind of the the longevity of how long they've been kind of going after this, but look, Alabama's kind of coming after him too. I mean, obviously they suffered a loss, but that's a, 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 that was a top 10 matchup, very different from what happened at Miami. And then Florida state, I think definitely has something to sell to Mari Brown now too, and sort of hang over his head in terms of like, Hey, you're going to go play for Miami. Like what we just did to them. So um, I'm curious to see what the feedback on Damari Brown is. I haven't gotten much at uh, to this point, but I'm sure you know he's probably saying all the right things. He knows the rebuilding. He's been at a few of these games already. He's kind of seen the results of you know just kind of experiencing losses and things like that. So I think he kind of knows the deal, understands what this program is, and how much he can contribute. You know, if he were to potentially come, I know again he's very very valued by people in Miami, and so I think they're just trying to hope that they've done enough to this point to potentially you know shut that thing down and potentially win that recruitment
0: okay picture this it's friday afternoon when a thought hits you i can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or i can hop into my all-new hyundai santa fe and hit the road with available h-track all-wheel drive and three-row seating my whole family can head deep into the wild conquer the weekend in the all-new hyundai santa fe Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Last thing, um, the commitments, right? Um, Miami has not lost a commitment since the start of this season. Uh, I can't even remember when their last decommit was, honestly. I think it was –
1: It would have to be whichever, if Lamar Seymour decommitted or, you know, I don't even know if that's a real decommitment or then it, then it was Andy Jean, which is, I think, I, I, yeah. And I think that that, I'm pretty sure that was the only decommitment of the 2023 or since Mario Cristobal has been here other than like Valentia Carswell, I think that might be the only decommitment of the Mario Cristobal era.
0: So that's impressive. Um, Yeah. Also impressive that it hasn't happened to this point in this season, right. are you still feeling good about where things stand with the class, or are you hearing a guy or two might be a little shaky?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think all—I mean—all these guys are all saying the right things. I mean, talked with Francis Malagoa. I mean, he's kind of, you know, he, he said people. I guess people you typically use the analogy Rome wasn't built in a day. He was saying. Egypt wasn't built in a day, you know, it took years. Uh so you know, I think he's he's all in. He's kind of like, you know, if you don't want to be here, then go, you know, like we're here to build this thing up, you know. And I feel like I do feel like in a lot of ways Francis Mamagoa is the anchor of this class. I feel like as long as he's kind of around, a lot like at least a majority of the core group will kind of rally around him because I feel like he's that kind of presence and that kind of person. Uh so you know, and again, a lot of these guys stick to social media, we're kind of like, you know, rah, 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 Malik Bryant was like class 2023, 24, like, you know, you see opportunity here, let's get it done. Uh, Nathaniel Joseph, same deal, just kind of like on social media, you know, pounding the table for for Miami, Robbie Washington talking about the Hurricanes. I mean, I talked to Jackson Carver, Reed Makeska, Raul Aguirre, um, all these guys. I mean, it's, it's a lot of the, it's almost like they're not regurgitating, but they're echoing, I guess, the same, like kind of the same, the same statements, you know, We're, we're, you know, we're the guys that, you know, they want us to come here and and change the culture, you know, they, they need us, you know, we're the, we're the guys that they need. Um, you know, we, we see the vision. This is, this is not a, you know, this, they're rebuilding. I mean, they're all those types of things, the things you kind of hear, hearing Mario Cristobal start to say with the rebuild with, you know, the future of the program, all those types of things. It seems like those are the same words that are coming out of the mouths of these recruits. So it does seem like they're buying the vision. Um, uh, all, I mean, I think someone I'm speaking to um, obviously can't speak on everyone. And, you know, I'm hoping to connect with Jaden Rashada here, in the next few days you know i do think that's one to watch he hasn't really publicly said much about anything that's going on uh spoke with uh brandon huffman our our our, you know pacific northwest guy and again had all the right things to say about the hurricanes but you know i i do i am curious how he's feeling about this offense because if you're a high profile arm i feel like you have to kind of be scratching your head and being like you know maybe not second guessing but again you need to make a decision that's that's best for yourself. And Rashada had no shortage of options before he committed to Miami. So I'm curious where his head's at, and I'm hoping to, to connect with him pretty
0: soon. Is there any 2024 name that has you, your interest that was at the game? Because there was, what, six, five stars from the 2024 yeah. class there? Uh, quarterbacks? anyone? Anyone worth highlighting in that regard?
1: Yeah, I mean, definitely. I mean, again, a bunch of five stars. I mean, a lot of guys worth highlighting. I'll, t- I'll, I'll talk about one guy that I did get a chance to speak with. That's David Stone. He's the number one ranked interior defensive lineman in that class. Uh, you know, again, uh, th- these IMG guys kind of rolled in together on a big band. Samson, Hawk, and Lola actually left with them. So did Jackson Carver. Uh, so, you know, they all got to spend a lot of time together, which is encouraging. I know that's something Miami was really encouraged about. But David Stone, man, I mean, again, you know, Francis Malagoa, all these guys are all kind of committed to Miami. He kind of came along with them, and he was saying a lot of really positive things. You know, again, he sees the vision of the Hurricanes. He, yeah, you know, he's not even a committed guy, but even he was kind of saying those same things, almost like, you know, I see that, they, that they're rebuilding. You know, they, they need guys to come in and help flip this thing over. You know, he was he was all saying, like, I know Miami's going to get an official visit from me at one point. He's going to drop a top group of schools. You know, d- definitely said Miami's going to be in there. So, um, you know, I think these, I think they're going to continue to build some momentum, man. I don't know what they're selling these kids, what they're saying to these kids, but something's resonating. And and for some reason, they're, I mean, not, not for some reason, you know, I think you have to believe that the future of the program is obviously brighter than what we're seeing right now. But they, they're doing a good job of helping kids understand that, you know, this program is not where it needs to be and that they need their help in order to get it to the place they want it to be at. So David Stone is definitely one who, uh, you know, kind of uh, reflected that and and was saying a lot of things where, you know, you hope that they would say he's really one of the only high profile 2024s I got a chance to speak to, and not all of them, they made it back to the post-game recruiting section. So um, that, that, but again, that's a big one. That's a big one at a, at IMG Academy in a year where, you know, we don't know how deep it's going to be on the defensive line in the sunshine state. So, David Stone's definitely going to be a big time name to know in 2024 and it's good that Miami's already building some early momentum there.
0: All right, last thing I promise. So, we've we've discussed previously if Miami goes 5 and 7, can they land a top 5 class? I think we both said yes. Yeah. Let's change that number to 4 and 8. Can Miami land a top 5 <laughs> two part question. Can Miami land a top 10 class? If yes, can Miami land a top 5 class right now? They are number eight. They've updated Antoine Jackson. Oh, uh, did they? In twenty four seven, he is a uh, four star, apparently. Four star um, composite. Four star composite, and twenty four seven has him as a four star. So oh, really? That's what it's showing, at least. Okay, yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, four and eight, hypothetical. Let's say Miami goes 4-8. Do they land a top-10 class, Gabby?
1: Yeah, no, I mean, I I do think they they land a top-10 class. I'm not sure what 280, like what this number even currently would kind of – where they would fall in like a typical recruiting cycle. But, I mean, it's obviously going to be a few more guys in this one way or another. I mean, I I do think that they're going to sign a top-10 class again. Um, I just feel like if it hasn't completely blown up at this point, I'm just not sure what else people need to see. Uh, for it to get for them to get to that point so I do think that this core sticks together and because this core sticks together I do feel like you know they're going to sign a top 10 class top
0: five
1: that's I mean I, I I'm still optimistic about it you know I'm not I'm not completely ruling it out of my mind because look I mean I do think Samson Akinlola is within a, the realm of possibility right. and if you were to land a third five star I mean I, I don't know how many classes again I would have to go back and look but how many classes sign three five stars like that? You know, all top really again. We're not even talking top thirty-two players. We're talking three top fifteen, top sixteen players, and um, you know, with the potential of Jaden Rashada being a fourth, and then you know are, aren't and then aren't in the top five. So I do think Miami is in that boat where you know it, again I, I would bet yeah I do think that they could they could sign a top five class. I think the further removed we get from this Florida State game, right? Again, I'm not sure it's going to get any better. I mean, Georgia Tech just beat Virginia Tech. Miami has to go there next week. I'm not sure I'll pick them to win that game, honestly. But, you know, whatever this ends up being, I do feel like, you know, the like what they're saying is what they're saying. They're not promising they're going to beat teams on Saturdays at this point. What they are promising is that these kids are going to come in, get a chance to compete early, and, uh, you know, be a part of the change of this program. And, I mean, if that's what their ki- if that's what kids kind of just buy, I you know, I could see them continuing to stack talent in this class and, and get some dudes on board, and especially – if a Samson were to jump on board again, top talent wants to play with top talent. And I do think that, uh, you know, the more guys that they sort of add, the more momentum that they'll just build in that way, even though again, it's, it's weird, right? I mean, where I, I, we would probably have to go back David uh, and figure out how many four and 18 signed the top five recruiting class. I don't know if that's ever been done. Maybe it has, and I just can't pinpoint it, but, um, it would be, it would be pretty wild. And and that's kind of along the lines of what I wrote this morning. Yeah. It would definitely be an outlier, and that's what I tried to highlight this morning, and and something I wrote on the site, which is free. I put it free on the site for you know anyone who wants to read it can read it. Um, and uh, it's 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 unprecedented what these guys are doing, but I think they are in position to to make something special happen. So, um, I think right now it's just kind of wait and see mode. It's I, I feel like from our perspective it's almost like how is this going to happen because it is so rare. And uh, but really, it, it seems like Mario Cristobal and Miami are kind of defying all odds uh, from a recruiting perspective despite some on-field struggles. So it's, it's a pretty unique case study, you know, within like the college football sphere because
0: it, again, it's just so, it just doesn't typically happen this way. Yeah, I think I think a top five class is still in play even if they go four and eight, but I do think maybe the number one key to this, because I, I think they're still going to add highly rated guys moving forward, yeah. but they got to keep This class together, Uh, the current commits all have to stick. And the guy who I have circled, not because I'm putting anything out though, or because I know anything, is Jaden Rashada. Just because he's out in California, that's all the way across the country from Miami, it's hard to keep tabs on those type of recruits. And this is just the way the recruiting game is played. You know other schools are are talking to Jaden Rashada's camp. And, and trying to make some moves there, so you got to keep Jaden Rashad in this class. I think if they do that, and they're going to add whoever they're going to add here between now and, and signing period, um, I think they're going to get a top five class.
1: Yeah. So. Well, one thing I'll throw out on the Jaden Rashad, and again, this isn't me knowing anything. This is me just kind of, I don't know, context clues or just and just kind of considering the situation. I mean, who's who does his older brother play for? I mean, he plays for Ole Miss signed with the Rebels. I mean, he's already on the team. I mean, that's one of the most impressive offenses that you'll see. And, you know, I do think that was a school that he was kind of considering at one point. I mean, you don't, if you don't think Lane Kiffin is calling up Jaden Rashada's dad or trying to work this thing, I mean, that, that would be kind of, that would be insane. And again, I think that there's, there's options, you know, and uh, again, not saying Jaden Rashada is decommitting for Miami or wavering or any of those things, but right. This is, this is the game. And, Lane Kiffin is, uh, is about that life. You know, he's, he's, he's definitely going to be that, that type of guy. I mean, he always celebrates the Mary, Mary flipness. flipness. He, he, he retweeted <laughs> one of like my one of my tweets one day when I was like, you know, reported on Marquevious Brown, like just did a casual conversation with him and like retweeted that like on national signing day, just kind of cause they signed him and he didn't go to Miami. Like Lane Kiffin, yeah, he was like, I got trolled by Lane Kiffin. It was fantastic. One of my all time Twitter moments. I mean, Again, just kind of, it's just one of those things you kind of have to watch out for um, just because, you know, this offense is struggling and, you know, Ole Miss does have a fun offense. I mean, I think you have to look at Florida. You have to look at maybe some schools out West. I mean, again, you just can't write anything off at this point. And so Jaden Rashad is probably one situation I'm maybe monitoring more than the rest.
0: Yeah. So we'll see. And again, we're not, we're not putting anything out there that people who follow recruiting for a long time don't already know. Um And again, we're not reporting anything with Jaden. It's just that is the obvious one on the commit list to keep an eye on. So, uh, Gabby, appreciate you uh, grinding it out till 1 a.m. Was that 1 a.m. Daylight Savings Time or was that? No, it was regular 1 a.m. Because I guess at 2 o'clock it went back to 1 o'clock or something. Right, right. So, no,
1: it was like the first 1 o'clock. It wasn't the second 1 o'clock. That would be wild.
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah. Gabby was at Hard Rock late, uh, catching up with the guys. So appreciate that. Appreciate him jumping on this podcast, uh, kind of spilling the tea on the recruiting. Following that, uh, disappointing game. So,
1: <laughs> oh, that wasn't gadgeted. I thought you were going with, but that works.
0: Disappointing. <laughs> I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed, Gabby. Right. Till next time. Take care.